Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Tuesday, February 6th. I'm Chris Hardy. Today, we're looking into the farmers hacking their John Deere tractors in order to break big tech's repair monopoly. But first, the headlines. Philadelphia Eagles fans trashed their own city to celebrate the team's first ever Super Bowl victory on Sunday. Police in riot gear were called as revelry turned to looting, arson, multiple injuries, and at least one stolen horse. Tens of thousands of fans poured out of homes and bars onto South Broad Street in the wake of the triumph. Thawing tensions in the Korean Peninsula faced a fresh test on Monday when Seoul accused its northern neighbor of hacking cryptocurrency exchanges by stealing Bitcoin and other digital currency worth millions of dollars. The claim comes as athletes from the north prepare to join their southern counterparts to compete as one team in the Winter Olympics starting on Friday, hosted by South Korea. And South Africa's 75-year-old embattled President Zuma is refusing to stand down, despite powerful members of his own party seeking to oust him over corruption allegations. And now here's the news you won't get anywhere else. When it comes to repair, farmers have always been self-reliant. But the modernization of tractors and other farm equipment over the past few decades has left most farmers in the dust. As part of the new series, State of Repair, Motherboard went to Nebraska to talk to the farmers and mechanics who are fighting large manufacturers like John Deere for the right to access the diagnostic software they need to repair their tractors. Farms today use a tremendous amount of technology. Deere made claims that you only really have the license to use their software. And for someone to say they own the software pretty much takes away the the whole viability of the entire tractor or piece of equipment. The only person that can repair those tractors to a great extent is the dealership. I mean, look at the size of this machine. If I had to haul this thing 100 miles every time something went wrong with it, it'd cost a fortune. I mean, just to get it on a truck is a thousand bucks. And by the time you get it hauled somewhere and get it hauled back, you're two grand into fixing something maybe relatively minor. What we've had developed is essentially a monopoly on repair. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Motherboard Editor-in-Chief Jason Kebler on the documentary. This is the second video in a series about right to repair. The first one was about pinball, and we talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago. What is right to repair? Right to repair is the idea that when you buy something, you own it, and you should be able to fix it if it breaks. Over the last decade or so, we've seen electronics manufacturers put in different software that prevents people from using replacement parts. Um, if you look at Apple, you can't buy a replacement screen. Um, they control the entire market. So what happens is you have a company that sells you a product, and then it tries to control its lifespan as well. So it has a monopoly on the service of that product. Uh, we've seen this in the rise of something called authorized service providers. So it's like if your car breaks, you have to take it to the dealer. Well, actually, cars is a good 
place to start because anyone can fix a car. Um, you have, you know, you can take it to Pep Boys down the street, or you can take it to the, you know, Toyota dealer. If you have a Toyota, you can take it to the Ford dealer. There's this huge aftermarket for parts, and you don't have that in a lot of other industries. And about a year ago, you found out that this applies to tractors, which a lot of us don't even know that tractors have software. But what did you find out about this particular type of technology? Yeah. So prior to reporting this story, I knew almost nothing about farming or tractors.、Um, but it turns out that over the last, you know, twenty years or so,、uh, tractors and agricultural equipment in general have gotten a lot more sophisticated.、Uh, there's sensors on almost every part. You know, they have satellite controls. They have seats that have software in them. And if、uh, any part breaks, you need to basically replace it with a part that has the embedded software that tells it. That it can be used with that tractor. So what has happened is the average farmer doesn't have access to this software. So if you blow a fuse in a tractor, you need to get、uh, an authorized John Deere dealership person out to come out and、uh, not only replace the part, but then hook a laptop up to the tractor and say, "Okay, you're allowed to use this part with this tractor," and then it works. Farming is one of those industries that has changed so incredibly fast and. People have to kind of struggle to keep up with that change. How have farmers been coping with not being able to fix their own technology? Well, we went out to Nebraska to make this documentary, and Nebraska is a rural place.、Uh, you know, there are a lot of John Deere dealerships out there, but we talked to a lot of farmers who say, "Hey, I was in the field. I only have three days to harvest my entire crop, which is you know their income for the entire year." And their tractor breaks down, and they're not able to get someone out there to fix something that they could fix themselves normally in the past. But they weren't able to get you know a dealer out there for eight hours or for sometimes like a week or something like that, and their entire crop dies. So it's a huge economic issue. It's a food security issue. It's like really had these far-reaching ramifications. And farmers are a very、um, Self-motivated bunch, like they're used to fixing their tractors.、Uh, we talked to a lot of people who, you know, have family farms. They've been on this farm for decades, and they've always fixed their stuff. And suddenly, they can't do it. So, what we've seen is the rise of tractor hacking. What is tractor hacking? So, tractor hacking occurs in several different ways, but the main way is、uh, John Deere has this software called Service Advisor, and that software needs to be hooked into a tractor. To get essentially a code that says this is what's wrong with this part, and then when you replace the part, you need a code to make it work with that tractor. John Deere does not sell that software. However, if you look hard enough, you can find pirated versions of it online. So、um, when I first did this story, I found a paid forum somewhere where people are giving away pirated versions of it.、Uh, you can buy it on eBay. I've also seen it on like sort of standard torrent sites,、um, and according to all the farmers I talked to,、uh, they said that a lot of these were cracked by hackers in Ukraine or Eastern Europe, and then、uh, imported back to the U.S. When you went out to Nebraska, how did you see this conversation manifesting? Was it mostly online, or is this like people? Hanging out with their neighbors and talking about it. Everyone who's in the agricultural world knows that this is a problem. This this fact that、um, people can't fix the things that they buy. So some of it does play out online. But we went and visited an independent John Deere repair person in this very small town called Atlanta, Atlanta, Nebraska. 
and you know his neighbors would come by and say oh what are you talking to you know this tv crew about and he'd say oh like the fact that i can't fix certain things and they all knew what they were talking about right to repair has become a big issue for farmers they all know the problem i think uh the spread of hacking has been a bit slower um we were only f- able to find a handful of people who were actually hacking tractors but um there are independent repair people out there who will fix the things that still aren't computerized and then all the rest of the farmers are sort of screwed and they just end up having to go to John Deere, have someone come out. They charge like $200 an hour just to come out there. And often, you know, it's like a 10 minute repair or something. Were you able to talk to John Deere about this and what's their response? Yeah. So uh, we tried for weeks to get access to film at a John Deere dealership. Uh, They declined to be shown on camera, but we did get a statement from them. And they basically said, you know, we are worried about people modifying their tractors. We're worried about people hurting themselves. We're worried about people changing the horsepower of the engines to not comply with emission standards. But basically, uh, right after we released this, the trade association that John Deere is associated with announced that it's going to start making this software available, but not until 2021. So they realize it's a problem, but I think they're they're basically trying to delay giving farmers access to these tools for as long as possible. Do you think the stuff they're bringing up about emission standards and safety issues is a legitimate reason not to give farmers access to this? I don't think it's a good argument because they talk about liability issues. You know, if you modify your own car and break the law with it, you are the one who's breaking the law. Um, It would be a farmer who is breaking the emission standards, not John Deere breaking the emission standards. Um, And then, you know, the safety issue, I think, similarly, it's like if you hurt yourself doing this, it is not John Deere's fault. From all the lawyers I've talked to, there's seemingly no way that John Deere would be liable if you modified your tractor to have a higher horsepower and then, you know, ran it off the farm or something and hurt yourself. Are farmers now organizing around this? Is there any way for them to make a collective statement about their own livelihoods? Yeah, so part of this documentary and one of the really cool things is there is an ongoing uh, right to repair movement, which is basically this push to enshrine some protections for people uh, in law. So in Nebraska, there's a bill called LB67 called the Fair Repair Act, and it would require John Deere actually all electronics manufacturers. So in the documentary, we show that Apple came and lobbied against this bill. AT&T came and lobbied against this bill. But basically, it would require uh, all electronics manufacturers, including John Deere, including Apple, to make their service manuals available, to make replacement parts available. And it would also prevent them from using this software locking system that they do. So uh, they wouldn't be allowed to lock down certain parts of their products for the purpose of preventing repair. And this bill has now been proposed in 18 different states. So it's not just Nebraska. No state has passed this bill yet, but uh, there are high hopes that something will get passed sometime this year. As you mentioned before, you didn't really know anything about tractors or too much about farmers going into this story. But from what I've seen, the response to your documentary has actually been quite huge and people are really interested in this. 
Why do you think this is striking a chord sort of across the board? I think part of it is because it's a little bit surprising. Like you think about hacking like a phone, you think about hacking a website or something, but you rarely think about hacking a tractor. Um, the fact that it's like farmers taking matters into their own hands and doing this is is really cool as well. And then I think it's also a problem that people recognize uh, in their own lives. Like if you've ever cracked your phone screen and had to wait like three weeks for Apple to fix it or something, this is something that we've all run into. And to see that it's happening across all different industries all over the country, I think is pretty powerful. But I have to admit, I've been pretty surprised by the reaction too. It took off right away, and I've gotten like hundreds of emails already. My tweet was retweeted 11,000 times. New high score for me. <laughs> and yeah, it's something that I think has a lot of legs, it seems. To watch the full documentary called Tractor Hacking, go to motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com and tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.